you cannot meet God's condition for righteousness except you. Now we said that righteousness, we define righteousness uh, as conformity to God's divine standard for being in good standing or right standing with him. Hallelujah. So righteousness is being in right standing with God or being in God's good books, if you like. Amen. Having a proper relationship with God. Hallelujah. That he accepts you. So the standard is set by God, not by man. Hallelujah. So it doesn't matter what we think. If it does not line up with God's standard for righteousness, we are not righteous. Hallelujah. If whatever we believe does not line up with God's standard for righteousness, we are not righteous. Uh, We have to find out from his word what he says about righteousness. God's word is God's will. God's word is God's opinion. Now, for those who do not believe at all, whatever you say, they will not believe. But it is in the best interest of every man to believe the word of God. Otherwise, when they get over there, except whatever philosophy they're holding on to has the keys of, of the gates of heaven, um, it'll be a bad day. It'll be an eternal bad day. What do I mean? If you live here and get over there and the thing you have always believed here is true, you have a good day, right? If you get over there and the things you have always believed are not true, it'll be a bad day. The Bible says, once it is appointed unto man to die, after that, judgment. So you must make sure that what you believe here is right. (laughs) If it's not not right, (laughs) it's going to be a bad day, very bad day. Hallelujah. And that's what we're trying to prevent. That was why Jesus sent us to preach the gospel. Hallelujah. And that's why we preach it with all boldness, warning every man. Hallelujah. The Bible says in Luke chapter 24, and I'm reading verse 46. And he said unto them, thus it is written, and thus it behooved Christ to suffer and to rise from the dead the third day, and that repentance and remission of sins should be preached in his name among all nations, beginning at Jerusalem. And ye are witnesses of these things. So, repentance from dead works, forgiveness of sin should be preached to all nations. That is what the gospel is. Amen? The gospel is that Jesus died for us, Pay the price to redeem mankind from the power of darkness or every evil thing that you see upon the earth is darkness, sickness, disease, infirmity. They're all darkness. Hallelujah. Sorrow is darkness. It did not exist upon the earth before man fell. Hallelujah. Murder, stealing, you know, robbery, whatever. Uh, rape, all of those things did not exist on the earth until man fell. There were no cancers on the earth until man fell. Hallelujah. There were no fears. 
There were no depressions, no suicide until man fell. All those things are evil things, and they came from the devil. Hallelujah. They came from the devil. How, how do we know that? In the garden, when God made man, everything was good. He said everything, he saw what he made, and it was good. The Bible talks about how that Jesus was a man anointed of the Holy Spirit who went about uh, um, with power, who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil. So we know that God is good. In John chapter 10, verse 10, the Bible says that the thief cometh not but for to steal, to kill, and to destroy. He says, I am come that they might have life, Jesus speaking, and that they might have it more abundantly. So Jesus did not come to steal, to kill, or to destroy. The divorces you have around the world caused by the devil. People dying earlier than they should is caused by the devil. Hallelujah. And so God is good, and he made the rules in the Garden of Eden, but man fell. He said, every other tree you can eat of, apart from this tree of the knowledge of good and evil, don't touch it. Don't eat it. He didn't say don't touch it. He said, tend it, but don't eat it. The day that you eat of it, you shall surely die. And then man chose to eat that particular one, just one fruit. It's just like today, when you tell people, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and you'll be saved, and it will be well with you. And they say, you know, you're, you know, you're talking nonsense, they're not interested, they don't care. Some, some, some lady on TV said, you're always telling us, this is what the word of God says, this is what the word of God says. I don't care about it. She said, she doesn't care about the word of God, that, you know, she doesn't care about what, what our Bible says. I said, okay, you're going to care when you get over there. Everybody's going to be a believer someday. You're either a believer here or you're a believer there. Hallelujah. So there are conditions for righteousness under the new covenant. God is the one who makes the rules for righteousness. Uh, Uncle John might think something else. Uncle James thinks something else. Uncle James is not the gatekeeper in heaven. The Bible tells us in John chapter 3, verse 16, it says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. One of the greatest fears in the world is to leave this world and not know where you're going. But as Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. What did that mean? Except you believe in Jesus Christ, you cannot be saved. You cannot meet God's condition for righteousness. Hallelujah. Except you believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. The Bible tells us in uh, the book of Isaiah, chapter 53, verse 6. It says, all we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way. And the Lord had laid on him the iniquity of us all. 
all our sins God put upon him. And this was a prophecy of Isaiah, 2,000, over 2,000 years before Jesus came on the scene. That was why when John the Baptist uh, saw him, I was talking about him when he saw him, he said, behold, the Lamb of God, which takes away the sins of the whole world. Behold the Lamb of God. So when we put our confidence on his finished works, you know, on Calvary cross, the Bible tells us when Jesus was, was hanging on that cross and suddenly he said, it is finished and the veil of the temple tore into two. The glory of God came out of the Holy of Holies. That means men could not look upon the Ark of the Covenant. Men of the senses stitched it back afterwards. But it was done. It was over. Jesus hung his head. He said, it is finished. He had done the job. Done the work. Why did he do all that? Second Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21. For he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us that we might become the righteousness of God in him. It was a substitutionary walk. Jesus knew no sin. He committed no sin. He was perfect under the law of Moses. Qualified, sanctified, is sacrificed, sanctified by the Holy Spirit. And God accepted him and said, This is my beloved Son in whom I'm well pleased. If God became pleased with him, that ended it. So at that point, he qualified. And then he died, paying this price for you and I. God knew that none of us were good enough. We couldn't be good enough. So he said, look, right now I'm counting everything on that sin that I might have mercy upon all. So he counted both the good, the bad, and the ugly on that sin. That is why you cannot be self-righteous. What does it mean to be self-righteous? You cannot depend on your own righteousness to enter heaven. None of us will qualify. God's love is not greater than his judgment. Otherwise, he will cease to be God. I will explain it. God's love is not the basis of his judgment. God's word is the basis of his judgment. What love does is to prevent, create something that would help those he loves to come out of trouble. The love of God keeps us, tells us what to do that we may be kept from the destruction that is coming upon the world. 
in, in the book of Exodus, something happened because the Egyptians refused to let Israel leave to worship God. Verse 4, Exodus chapter 11. And Moses said, Thus saith the Lord, About midnight I will go out into the midst of Egypt, and all the firstborn in the land of Egypt shall die. From the firstborn of Pharaoh that seated upon his throne, even unto the firstborn of the maid servant that is behind the meal, all the firstborn of beasts. And there shall be a great cry throughout all the land of Egypt, such as there was none like it, nor shall be like it any anymore. But because, but against any of the children of Israel shall not a dog move his tongue against man or beast, that he may know how that the Lord doeth put a difference between the Egyptians and Israel. What is he talking about? He's talking about covenant. Between those in covenant with him and those who are not. Amen? He says, and all these thy servants shall come down unto me and bow down themselves unto me, saying, get thee out, and all the people that follow thee. And after that, I will go out. And he went out from Pharaoh in a great anger. And the Lord said unto Moses, Pharaoh shall not hearken unto you, that my wonders may be multiplied in the land of Egypt. And Moses and Aaron did all these wonders before Pharaoh. And the Lord hardened Pharaoh's heart so that he would not let the children of Israel go out of his land. Then Moses called for all the elders of Israel and said unto them, Draw out and take you a lamb according to your families and kill the Passover. And you shall take a bunch of hyssop and dip it in the blood that is in the, in the, the basin and strike the lintel and the two side posts with the blood that is in the basin, and none of you shall go out the door of his house until morning. In fact, um, some Bible historians said that some Egyptians saw the Jews doing that, and they did it too. Meanwhile, some Jews heard and didn't do it. How do we know? A mixed multitude came out of Egypt with Israel. Not all the people that came out of Egypt with, with Moses were Jews. Some of them came from other nations. Some were Egyptians. Praise the Lord. So when those who believed put the, the blood and when the angel of death passed through the land, he destroyed all the firstborn, the animals, whatever. He, everybody was wiped that didn't have the blood. So it is today. Jesus Christ, our Passover, has been crucified. 1 Corinthians 5. It says, Purge out therefore the old leaven, that ye may be a new lump, as ye are unleavened. For even Christ, our Passover, is sacrificed for us. So the New Testament says or acknowledges that Jesus Christ Play, is playing the same role as that lamb that was killed, all right, in the book of Exodus so that the children of Israel could be exempted from the judgment that was to come. 
Right? So it is today. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. So if we believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, we are exempted from eternal judgment and condemnation. When things are happening upon the earth, we can boldly stand and say, it's not coming my way. He said, well, I know some Christians who came their way. It's not coming my way. I don't know what they believe. You remember some, some Jews did not put the blood on their lintel? I don't know what they believed. So God begins to teach us the condition for righteousness. In Romans chapter 10, verse 1. Brethren, my heart's desire and prayer to God for Israel is that they might be saved. Might be saved. Which means they are not saved. For I bear them record that they have a zeal for God, but not according to knowledge. It says, for they being ignorant of God's righteousness and going about to establish their own righteousness, have not submitted themselves unto the righteousness of God. So you can go about trying to establish your own standard for righteousness. It can be feeding the poor. It can be having, you know, uh, uh, good warm meals per day for the poor, cooking rice for children in Africa. Now, I'm not saying that a believer cannot do that. I'm not even saying that those who do that, that they are evil. I, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that all that rice cooking ain't going to get you to heaven. It might get you some stuff here, get you some medal on CNN, it can get you, you know, some speech with the United Nations, but it's not going to heaven. When you get there, the angel is just going to look at you and say, who are you? He say, I'm the rice cooking guy. <laughs> if you do not understand the judgments of God, you're just going to be going around saying, God is love, God is love, and you just be walking. God is love. People are in hell. God is a just God. You're only looking at one part of him. It is because of his love that he does not want anybody to be destroyed that he sent Jesus. Jesus Christ is God's love to the world, to you and I. We don't create our own standard for righteousness. We don't. We depend on the righteousness of God or we, or we look at what God calls righteous. It is what God calls righteous that is righteous. What God does not declare to be righteous is not righteous. Amen? He said, for they being ignorant of God's righteousness, going about to establish their own righteousness, have not submitted themselves unto the righteousness of God. For Christ... Meaning Jesus is the end of the law for righteousness to everyone that believeth. For Moses describeth the righteousness which is of the law. That the man which doeth those things shall live by them. But the righteousness which is of faith speaketh on this wise. Say not in thy heart who shall ascend into heaven, that is to bring Christ down from above, or who shall descend into the deep, that is to bring up Christ again from the dead. But what saith it, the word is nigh thee, even in thy mouth and in thy heart. 
That is the word of faith which we preach. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in your heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. This is condition for righteousness. This is condition for salvation. The same condition for salvation is the condition for righteousness. Because to be saved means to be brought back, to be delivered, and be brought into the kingdom of God, made right with God, and prosper in God. In God's kingdom. That's what salvation is. Hallelujah. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Uh, the, the word there, there's a Greek word called is soteria, and it means to be delivered, to be in safety, hallelujah, to be, to be preserved from danger, hallelujah. Glory be to God. So God brings you out, brings you and I out because we believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. And in our hearts, we believe that we have come into right standing with God. We have met God's condition for righteousness. We have conformed to God's standard for righteousness under the new covenant. Because we believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, I'm repeating myself concerning these things because righteousness is the precondition for every blessing in the new covenant. 